Hello, everybody. Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Hope everybody is having an unbelievable week. Uh, no matter what's going on, remember, I always tell you that if you're still breathing, you're still in the fight. I think a lot of us tend to run into the challenges of life to experience setbacks, to go through some difficult times. And there are people I know uh, that the last few years have been quite challenging uh, because of the pandemic, because of the economic downturn associated with the pandemic, being on lockdown, having travel restrictions and so many other things that can inhibit your normal movement, your normal flow. People have lost jobs. People have had to take pay cuts. People are struggling with what they're going to do in their decision about being vaccinated and everything else. Uh, there's so much going on. Um, you know, to be totally honest, the last few years have been extremely challenging for me in the way of business as we go through growing pains and experience uh, some bottlenecking, uh, along with the fact that I had uh, some major health issues in 2020. Um, those who don't remember, uh, I came close to leaving this place in March of 2020, uh, five heart attacks. And so it's been challenging and it's easy to look at what you're going through and lose sight of where you're going. Uh, that's why I constantly remind myself that if I'm breathing, I'm still in the fight. Yeah, I almost left this place in March, but I didn't. And because I didn't, I still have a chance. I'm still on course to win. Uh, life throw something at me and I handled it. Uh, I dealt with it. I grew from it. That is what's going to determine a great deal of how you fare in this world. It's not the ability to uh, e e elude or circumvent challenges. Uh, they are, they're coming. You're, you're not going to avoid them. They're a part of the journey. They're a part of the course of life. And I decided to share this with channels that I would probably not do this on a regular basis, you know, uh, for one, the Black Voice, uh, the, the page on Facebook and the YouTube channel. Uh, I'm bringing this to you guys because while we're fighting a collective battle in our community, we also have to live our lives individually and we have to be at our best. And it's real difficult to do some of the exceptional and phenomenal things that we're demanding of ourselves when we are not at our optimal, when we are not functioning at our optimal, when we are not performing as individuals, it's hard to do things collectively on the highest level. And that's something that we are going to have to come to grips with in ourselves. So I decided to bring you guys in on it. I don't normally we're hitting hard community topics, uh, gentrification, mass incarceration, miseducation. Uh, we're currently doing the Black Wealth series, which is associated with my 25th book. Why I'm mentioning that, not going to stay on it long, but uh, writing my 25th book, which happens to be on uh, the entire history of Blacks in this country and how we've been impacted as far as our attempts to build wealth and what needs to change. It's called the Black Wealth Project. And what I'm doing is I'm offering anybody who wants to the opportunity to sponsor space in the book where you can celebrate somebody that you love. Um, no minimum sponsorship, but obviously you can sponsor 
uh, with larger sponsorships get a lot more uh, that you're able to do in the book. And that information is in the description box. Go check it out. Look at it. If you want to be a part of that, which I would love to have you do, uh, sponsor a space and I'll be in touch with you to find out what you want to put in the book. Now, moving on. Um, I have a number of books that talk about the importance of how we think. I don't think we understand the power of our thoughts. We talk about mind power. We talk about uh, we even, you know, quote, as a man thinks in his heart, you know, and James Allen wrote an unbelievable book as a man thinketh that explores this and talks about it in depth. And I've written several books on it. Um, I am is one of those books. Uh, I am are two of the most powerful words when brought together, two of the most powerful words in the English lexicon. Why? Because whatever follows, that's the course of your life. A lot of your, your self-talk is actually guiding you down a path that you do not desire to live in, to operate in, or to move in. Your thoughts are literally the seeds of your destiny. Let me say that again. Your thoughts are the seeds of your destiny. How you live your life in 2031 will be a result of how you're thinking now. If you want to change your life, you have to change your thinking. I know that sounds cliche-ish, but I hope to bring it home today to show you just how emphatic of an impact uh, your thinking has on your life. Your thinking sets the course of your life. And then you have to understand what happens. Okay. When you think of something, it is the beginning of the manifestation of that thing. People are going like, what do you mean? The moment you think it, it becomes real. Now, how much attention you give to it will, will determine how long it lives and, or, or whether it dies. There are thoughts you entertain on a subconscious level, roughly around 60, 70,000 thoughts per day. Now, most of those don't make it to the surface and uh, impact your conscious thinking, but some do. <laughs> these, these things can be also referred to as cognitions. They are cognitive uh, events that are a part of your thought process. And obviously they have an impact. One of the things that cognitive uh, uh, cognitive uh, theory brought about and ultimately what we now know as cognitive therapy, and we now have behave, cognitive behavioral therapy because we put behavior into it. But uh, uh, Aaron T. Beck, when uh, exploring this, understood that, was trying to find out how he could be uh, counseling someone and everything's fine. And then they go from zero to 10 without any warning. And what ultimately he found out is that there were thoughts that were moving underneath the conscious in the subconscious that we, we, we call cognitions. And these cognitions were flowing. And at many times the person wasn't consciously aware of the cognitions, but the cognitions were moving close enough to the surface that they began to create uh a cascade of thoughts that made it to the surface and triggered the person. I'll give you a prime example. You're sitting, I'm sitting with a client, I'm working with a client and I'm asking these client clients uh, questions. What I'm doing is I'm getting them to uh, explore ideas and thoughts, but also getting them to make me familiar with where they're at and how they think. Uh, it's the beginning process of discovery. And I'm asking questions. On the surface, the person is simply answering the questions and saying, OK, this is a part of the process. But based on the person's belief system, if the person person has had negative experiences with different types of intervention, 
uh, that anybody that they've sat in front of, they haven't been happy with, or they just have a negative belief about therapists or psychiatrists or psychologists or counselors or whatever. And now they're sitting there on a subconscious level. There could easily be thoughts moving around. This dude asking all these questions, he don't care. This dude is asking questions because he wants to judge you. This person is looking down on you. Now, these are thoughts moving under the subconscious based off of beliefs already held. Now, remember, you're being governed by your beliefs, whether you like, whether you understand it or believe it or not. It doesn't need you to believe it. It's happening. But anyway, what happens is eventually these cognitions are moving close enough to the surface because it's connected to the current reality that the conscious catches a hold to it. And before ever filtering it on a conscious level, the person responds and you get an outburst and you're going where it came from. It came from the subconscious. It came from those cognitive cognitive uh, episodes that are happening are thought subconscious thoughts. Well, how do we govern subconscious thoughts? We govern subconscious thoughts by what we feed our subconscious. You got to understand how powerful the subconscious is. Um, we know now that the subconscious governs roughly 96% of your decisions, your behavior and your outcomes every day. 96% of what you do through the day is actually governed by your subconscious, not your conscious. Your conscious has a tendency to only be able to focus on one thing. So there are a bunch of things going on around simultaneously. Like right now, while I'm talking to you, I can hear the air coming through the vents. There's a light shine. There's a bunch of things. There are vision boards on the wall to my left. There are a bunch of things that are there that my subconscious actually sees and actually records. The subconscious doesn't miss anything. If it comes through one of the gates, the ears or the eyes, it's recorded. And it holds it. It can the subconscious can process billions of bits of information per second. Now, the conscious can process roughly around 2000 bits of information per second. So you see why the subconscious has such a massive impact. Everything. Have you ever been driving home and you're on the phone with someone or your mind is deeply off into something that just happened. You may have had a bad day. Or you may have had a great day and your mind is off into that whatever happened that day or your mind is into that phone call. And all of a sudden you look up and you're pulling in your driveway and you don't remember the last 15 minutes, but you drove it. Your subconscious did that. Your subconscious has done it so many times. Your subconscious just does it. It stopped you at every red light, stopped you at every red sign. It caught all the ambient behavior of drivers around you, all while you were on that phone call focused on whoever you were dealing with at that time. Your subconscious is in control. And subconscious is that powerful. Well, here's the thing. The subconscious still can only operate off of what it has been fed. You can look at the brain as being the most powerful computer in the world. It can process unbelievable bits of information. It can make unbelievable calculations. It can make massive connections and correlations at a rate that you can't even imagine. But the brain is only good as the software and the, uh, that's, that's downloaded on it and the uh, operating system that it's running. Well, your self-talk can be seen as the software, uh, the, uh, the operating system. And what you entertain, what you listen to, what you watch, what you read, the conversations you have, all these things are what's being uploaded into the system. But you're, 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 what you're saying about yourself on a regular basis, every time you say I am, that's why I wrote that book. Every time you say I am, what follows has massive impact. Because when you say I am, I'm sick. The brain processes it. And the brain begins to believe. What you don't understand is there, there's a thing called psychosomatics. 
the correlation between the brain and the body and that literally sickness can come out of your thinking. Matter of fact, we know for a fact in epigenetics, uh, something that I've studied extensively uh, as it pertains to trauma and then ultimately moved off into the realm of cancer, come, coming to find out that your thinking and the, the way you interpret your experiences in life will have a massive impact on your health. You literally can turn on cancer genes by the stress that comes from your thinking. When you learn how to manage issues and situations that lower stress levels simply by understanding the ability you have to overcome it, the less cortisol enters the body, the less adrenaline enters the body, the less strain and stress it has on the organs, the less that is interpreted as a traumatic experience and the less likely it is that one that one or more cancer genes will be turned on over time it's one of the most powerful contributors to cancer it used to be th it used to be believed that cancer was genetic in the sense that it was inherited in the dna in the genetic makeup and that's where it was coming from only five percent of cancers, are, we know that now that only 5% of cancers are actually genetically passed down in the sense of just, it's just my mom had it, so I'm had it. What we find out is a vast majority of that is epigenetically influenced, meaning that experiences uh, past and present and how we live our lives have a massive impact and how we think has a massive impact. Your mind is the number, uh, have you ever heard of the placebo effect? I'm, I'm moving kind of crazy all over the place, but have you ever heard of the placebo effect? All the placebo effect is it comes from a study where uh, patients were given in controlled environments, patients were given uh, a certain amount of patients were given a, a placebo or sugar pill, meaning that there's no medicine in it. And other patients were given the actual medicine and the improvements were pretty much along the same line. The people, who, as long as they thought they were getting the medicine, they did better. So it wasn't the actual medicine, it was the belief that I'm going to be better that made them better. Now, outside of Western world uh, thought, if you move around the world, you see this happening a lot. And you see it in a lot of different cultures around the world where healing is taking place. And we look at it as being miraculous, but it's simple as this. You were made and designed to heal yourself, but you were made and designed to do so much more. The mind is the most powerful force you have. It's your greatest resource, then your time. Uh, a lot of people say your time is your greatest resource because you can't get it back. But your mind is your greatest resource. Why? Because your mind is the source of your resourcefulness. In other words, if I don't have it, my mind can lead me to how I can get it. In other words, it's never there's no such thing as lack when you understand it, because if I don't have it, I can get it. Doesn't mean I have a magic wand. Doesn't mean if I think it, it appears. It means that if I think it and I'll focus on it, it becomes a part of my processes. The brain literally starts to map out the direction and the road and the process of getting it. It's amazing. That's why vision boards work. That's why people with a plan and a vision do better with people that, that, that don't have a plan and a vision. Simply put, the more they're focused on it, the more they're thinking, the more they set it in motion. The moment you think it, it manifests in the fifth dimension. We're so used to living in the third dimension where we can see and touch things and it's real to us and all of that, that we don't realize how we get things done. Everything happens first from a spiritual perspective of thought. The thought is literally what in, in, in induces and creates the energy that we emit. We know that we literally emit energy that can be measured on a hertz scale. 
And that energy range is anywhere from zero to about 700 or slightly higher. And the higher you get on the energy level, the higher the frequency, the higher the vibration, the greater the feeling, the greater the results, the greater the productivity, and the more in an alignment you get with the most high. We know this for a fact. We know that in this, we reach a place where we literally uh, inaudibly hear from God. Now, I say inaudibly because it's not words that you hear. It's a communication that's on a higher level and it comes from a higher frequency. What happens on the lower end of this hurt scale? Well, anywhere from 250 down, you're starting to talk about anger, envy, jealousy, bitter, bitterness, fear, anxiety, frustration. All of these are 250 and lower. And here's the other thing. Energy resonates. What does that mean? This is, you know, this is stuff that they talk about in the law of attraction. And they may probably never really explain it in any, any great detail. Energy that you emit. Energy is resonant. What does that mean? Energy tends to attract like energy. So, for instance, if I'm on a 250 scale, the chances are I'm going to have a lot of people around me who are on that same scale, a lot of negative energy. Then that energy feeds off of itself. And it consistently creates more anxiety, more fear, more envy, more jealousy, more frustration, more anger, more hatred, all of this stuff. And it feeds and it creates a cycle and you find yourself not being able to get out of it. A lot of you are good people at heart. You love people, but you're holding on to something that one person did to you. And you have this thing inside of you. You can't let it go. And it's eating up at you. And what it's doing is it's constantly attracting people around you that don't have the power or the ability or the desire to elevate you. You have to literally escape that. And this isn't about giving people a pass. This is about sitting up and saying, you did what you did. I'm moving forward. It's about saying, I'm not going to mortgage my future in order to pay for my past. It's about sitting up and saying there's something better out there for me and sitting up, you know, to, to me. And I, I've heard this said, and I think it's so accurate, when you, especially when you understand energy and how toxic energy can be or, or how positive and healing energy can be on the, depending on what spectrum you're on. I, I, I've heard this analogy and it makes so much sense to me. It says holding on to unforgiveness. Again, this isn't about going to someone said, I'm, you know, what you did to me don't matter. Just come back and we can kick it. it sometimes people have done things to you. You need to let them go forever, but you need to let go of all the anger too. And you say they did what they did. I learned what I learned. I'm done. Because you'll sit around and wait for them to change or wait for them to acknowledge it or wait for that uh, that 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 apology that you you want so badly and you never get it. But they move on with their lives. They change. They do whatever and actually end up in a good place. They, they make amends in their mind for what it did. They tried to talk to you. You didn't want to hear it because you 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 know, I don't want to hear that. I don't that look, keep you a little stanky, blah, blah, whatever. And they move on. But. Uh, the person's analogy says holding on to that anger uh, that you have towards that person is like taking poison and hoping someone else dies. And there are a bunch of people doing that. I want to get on to what I what, what I want to talk to you about. But so but here's 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 something to prove that, that energy has resonance. When I was growing up, we used to watch cartoons and there was this always at some point in the cartoon during the during the morning. Uh, there's going to be a fat lady that hits a high note and causes glass to shatter. And it was like a common thing, you know, and, you know, me being this little kid that's always exploring ideas and on the ask and know why just would say, no, that's not possible. You know, no way a person can make a glass shatter without touching it. 
Well, what you find out is that everything in the world has a, a, a certain energy, a certain frequency, uh, whether it's an inanimate object, whether it's this desk, whether the microphone, everything, no matter what it's made out of, is made out of atoms. And the interior of the atoms, the nucleus of the atom is going to determine the makeup of the object, whether it's liquid, whether it's mist, whether it's solid or whatever, the speed that the atoms are moving and all this stuff like that. Well, what we know is that everything has a frequency when it comes to uh, the wine glass, say, for instance, the wine gas has a frequency. If you get a tuning rod and you tap the wine gas glass, it's going to give a specific sound based on the frequency. Frequency always also controls sound. So you hit it and you, you get a frequency. Now, as you hit it, it actually releases energy. That sound is a part of energy. Now, if you have a woman with, uh, with, with great octave range who also has a great ear, so when you tap it, that person can find that pitch. You tap it and she hits it and she holds it and with force releases the energy that she has. That energy will be drawn to that glass and the glass will try to absorb the energy because energy is resonant. Like energy, frequency and vibration is attracted. So it goes straight to the glass because that's the other object in the room with the same frequency. The problem is the glass doesn't have the capacity to absorb the energy, so it shatters. And the thing is, a bunch of you are out there attracting those who have no ability to elevate you because you're operating on a low frequency because of something you've been through, something someone's done to you. And you've taken on a thought process that tends to visit that. I tell people all the time, pain is inevitable. That's something you're going to see in life. You're going to experience pain. Pain is inevitable. Suffering, suffering is a choice. Suffering is the decision that I'm going to identify with my pain. Suffering is the decision that you're going to talk about the rest of your life, how your mate cheated on you. Suffering is the decision to talk about the rest of your life, how your parents failed you. Suffering is to talk about the rest of your life, how your job wronged you. None of that is right. Nobody should have done you the way they did you, but you have a choice. I can wallow in it. I can become identified with it. I can make my entire life about it or I can rise above it. The moment I decide I'm going to rise above it, it loses its power on me. It loses its grip on me. I'm not even functioning in that frequency anymore. So the higher I rise in frequency and where you want to get at, that's why I tell everybody in the morning, wake up every morning, wake up and make it your point to find something to be grateful for. I wake up every morning with gratitude. It's not about what I'm going through at the time because there are some times I'm going through some challenges. There are some times that I've, I've woke up in the hospital and, 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 and been told that, you know, I was close to death because of what I was going through. But that same day, I found something to be grateful for. First and foremost, I'm still breathing. So whatever was in this life force was trying to take me out. A lot of it was my decision. I was spending way too much time at the desk, a sedentary lifestyle, not enough time at the gym. And I was on a very high level of stress because I had everything on my table. I was thinking about everything else except my health, and it caught up with me. But what I had to do is realize I'm still here. I'm still in the fight. I'm still breathing. That's something to be grateful for. Then I looked over to my left in the room, and that standing with me by my side had been there from the moment I walked into what well, was rolled into the hospital. My wife, again, always a source of my gratitude every day. Doesn't matter what's going on in our relationship. I'm grateful for that blessing. And, that, and then it starts from that. Before I ever put my feet on the ground, 
in the morning, I've determined three things that I'm grateful for. I never hit the ground anxious. I never hit the ground worried. I never hit the ground stressed out. Not that I don't have challenges. Not that I don't have a bunch of stuff that's going on that I'm trying to get done with what I believe in to be something so unbelievable that 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 I wake up for it every day. You know, uh, but I wake up with gratitude. Uh, I tell people all the time. I tell my clients. Leave this thing alone for the first, at least the first, first 30 minutes, for the first hour. I don't open it. Why? Because this is the greatest thief of your personal sovereignty you have ever encountered in your life. Why? Because you don't have a clue. You've become so enamored by what's on it that it often moves, it switches your moods. I've watched people get on the phone, laughing and talking, see something on this freaking phone, change their whole mood. They don't want to talk now. They're upset now. Why? Because you don't control what's on it. And if you wake up and you go to this thing, whatever is on it is going to set your day. It's going to start your day. It's going to set your state of mind. And then you're going to have to try to overcome it if it's negative. But if you wake up and you say, you know what? I'm claiming and holding on to my personal sovereignty. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to establish how I start my day. I'm going to start my day with a positive mindset. I'm going to start my day with gratitude. And gratitude is the gateway to abundance. A bunch of the things that you're striving for is going to come through gratitude. If you don't have thankfulness and gratitude about what you've already been blessed with, and I don't care where you're at in your life, that's something to be thankful for. If, 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 you, if you're a healthy person, but you got a bunch of things going wrong in your life and, and, and you think that's nothing to be thankful for, stroll down the cancer ward aisle at, at the hospital in, in, in the city you live in. Just visit a children's hospital at, in the city that you live in. Stroll down the skid row and look at some of the things that homeless people are dealing with and, and, and then start to recalibrate your thinking. Yeah, you're going through something right now, but it's not nearly as bad as some things that other people are going through. And if you're still breathing, you're still in the fight. Stop being so enamored and caught up in the moment that you can't see the future. I've had people tell me. Hey, hey Doc, I, I, I love you, bro. But I really think you're in denial. I'm looking at some of the stuff you're going through right now. And yet you got a smile on your face. Yet you're talking and, and, and with, a, with, 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 with a conversation of anticipation. You, you're speaking as if things aren't the way they are. Well, first of all, I'm, 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 I'm that person that believes you can call things that are not as though they were, first and foremost. But... I've learned something. I've learned that I don't have to be stuck in my current situation, that the fastest way out of the situation is to look beyond it, not because it makes the moment disappear, but it makes the moment make sense. See, when I'm able to sit up and say what I can see three years from now, I can see what my hard work now is going to produce in three years from now. I can sit there and smile in difficult moments because while I'm operating in the present, I'm living in my future. See, that's what the mind allows you to do. See, the mind doesn't have the the mind doesn't have the capacity to distinguish between what's being imagined and what's real. So if I don't like what's happening, I say, okay, I got to deal with it, but I'm not finna live in it. I don't like it. 
I'm going to go live in what me persevering through it looks like. I'm going to go beyond the circumstance to see the outcome. See, the circumstance is just what you've got to deal with now. But you're living a destiny journey. That means that you are never going to be where you are next year, not right now. If you're still where you are a year from now, I mean, in every way you look, you're still there. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be gone. Everything's going to be great. Sometimes you're working through something. It takes years. But what I can tell you is the longer you put your time and effort and energy into it and you, you apply your faith, the greater the reward when the breakthrough takes place. That's some of the things we don't get. We want it now. We live in a microwave society where if it doesn't happen now, it's not meant to happen. I'm moving on to the next thing. You're in your 40s. You're in your 50s. And you've done 45 different things. Why? Because every time things got bogged down, every time things got tough, you switched up and you went to something else. Because obviously that wasn't meant for you. Stop putting down the vision. Start anchoring yourself in hope. Anchoring yourself in purpose, anchoring yourself in passion, anchoring yourself in a belief that if I'm still breathing, I can win this thing. Uh, I have a question. Are you willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of responding to your conviction? Now, let me explain what that means. Are you willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of responding to your conviction? What is your conviction? Your conviction is that thing on the inside of you when you're able to escape from, from all the stuff that's going on in the day and, and, and it's telling you that's something better for you. Your conviction is this thing that's telling you you're built for greatness. Your conviction is this thing that's telling you that there are no limits to what's possible. Your conviction is telling you that if you set your mind to it, 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 you can have it. Your conviction is telling you that if you can conceive it in your mind, that's God's evidence that it's possible. Your conviction is telling you that you are just scratching the surface of your potential. But see, you're going to have to inconvenience yourself to respond to the conviction because it's going to take you some places that you're uncomfortable. It's going to take you some places where you're going to have to make sacrifices. It's going to take you some places where you're going to have to shift your paradigms and change your thinking. Are you willing to be inconvenienced in order to respond to your conviction? See, that's something inside of you. can't tell me it's not. You don't you don't reconcile and put it aside and, and justify it not dealing with it. But if you're honest with yourself, there's something on the inside that's telling you that's something better. There's something on the inside that's telling you you haven't even come close to what you're capable of. There's something on the inside of you that's telling you the world needs you to rise up and live out the true level and nature of your destiny and your purpose and your design. But inconvenience, discomfort, and fear has you backed into a corner. You better shake free of it. Be prepared to be inconvenienced for a while. Be prepared to, to go through some difficulties. Be prepared to experience some setbacks and delays and, and frustrations and disappointments. That's a part of the journey. You are built for it. You are built for every people. What, what, what is it that, 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 that has allowed you to do what you've done? Man, and, and, and I'm here at 54 going, man, I'm just getting started. The companies, 
that I've been able to start. You know, right now, uh, trying to grow this business beyond the level I've gotten it to is going to take, you know, a lot of stuff and we're putting it into place. And I'm excited about it because I see the potential for the explosion. I've done some great things. I was talking to a client who's probably ultimately going to be a part of this. Well, I got a couple of clients that will probably be a part of this because of the level of expertise they have and what they see and believe based off of what I've done with them. But the goal is, okay, this is what I've been able to do in personally reaching people in this way. But I have a vision of how I can reach way more people. Remember, a couple of years ago, I started saying, man, my goal is going to be able to reach a couple of million people a year. And that's been the goal. And we've been doing it through books, through articles, through videos. We've been able to do But I, I, I see something else and I'm going for it. But let me tell you something. I don't expect it to be easy because it's worth so much. And the thing is, I'm not even talking about what is worth money wise. The money comes when you serve your purpose and you assist other people in raising the level of their life and you provide them with things that they found in you. You will have a value where people will have no problem compensating you for your expertise. But don't make it about the bag. Make it about the impact, because I tell you what people will talk about what kind of money you had when you were here. But people will literally pass down your legacy if you touch their lives. It ain't nothing like, and I'm going to share this. I'm actually going to share this uh, uh, as a post uh, when I get off of here. I said I was going to do it, uh, and they said it was okay. But this is what I found on one of my videos yesterday. The person came on. The name of the video was Stop Chasing and Start Attracting It. And the person came on and said, you're still relevant. Thank you for your wisdom and guidance. I used to watch your videos daily in 2019 when I was going through a spiritual awakening and you helped guide me through it. I was 21, broke and in school. Now I'm a uh, professional designer making luxury handbags. And I just wanted to thank you for being you. Not sure if you're still doing videos, but I know you're in the world inspiring more uh greats like yourself blessings upon you truly divine god and you know i just responded and said thank you but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna share that you know because those are the things that move me you know that person listened to me throughout 2019 i never knew it they show up later after being inspired by what i offered and taking action and moving on it and staying in the fight. Can you imagine being 21 broke and, and, and in school and and, and, and and going through that? And, you know, and so many people do that. And then you're looking up and there's a part saying, man, you can't do this. You got to sit up and drop this. You have to get a job and let that school go and go over here. And, and, and you're trying to, you know, it's something better. And you're trying to get through it. And there's something there saying, you got this. You're built for this. Hang in there. That's the impact you make. I, 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 and it goes to what my, my mission is always. Been. I tell people, what's your, my mission is to infect people. And, 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 and it doesn't go over as well now with, 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 with the pandemic and things. But I've been saying this for years. And I mean, what do you mean by that? I say, I want to infect people. It's good to affect someone's life, you know, come in and make a difference in how, how they're living. But when you infect them, that's a contagion. That, that's contagious. It doesn't just stay with them. 
See, when you infect them, you can infect them with your purpose, infect them with passion, infect them with hope, infect them with faith, infect them with gratitude, infect them with the ability to believe in something beyond what they can see. When you infect them, what happens is they go out and not only live from and, and operate from the symptoms of that infection, they infect somebody else. You'll look up and, and you don't touch lives of people you ain't met before. Through other people you infected. That's the legacy you should be leaving. That's the legacy that should be making a difference in this world. The money will come, but first you've got to be touching lives. There's got to be somebody that can see in you something that makes them stand up taller, makes them square their shoulders, makes them believe that no matter what they are going through at the moment, there's something better on the other side. That's the problem most people have. They get shaken up by the moment. They're looking at the wall and the wall is so huge. The wall is so dense. The obstacles are so daring that they become anxious. They become fearful. They become frustrated and they simply retreat back to what they know. It's time to shake loose. It's time to shake loose. It's time to become. You don't get in this world what you want. You get what you become. If it's something you want, determine what it takes to have it. Then ask yourself honestly, what am I missing? Then you move and go after becoming it. That's all it is, is that when I develop the capacity and become the person capable of having it, I'll have it. It's about growing every day. My one goal to wake up is never to go to bed the same person that work up, woke up. I've got to go to bed stronger mentally. I have to grow intentionally. That means I have to learn something that I did not know or to expand on something I know already. I cannot go to bed the same person that woke up, that woke up. That's the goal. All the other stuff comes as I grow. See, it, it, it's small increments and you may not re recognize it over Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But if you look up in, in a year and a half from now, you look back and you say, well, I took journals. I got journals. I got journals everywhere. I got I journals. And I look at a journal from 2014 in September. The, what's this? The third, September the 3rd. And I look at one from 2014. Then I look at uh, September 3rd from last year. Then I look at September the 3rd today. I see the difference. I see the graduation. I see the forward movement and it reminds me that I'm not standing still, that I'm actually progressing, that if I just take a step a day, I'm moving forward in my journey and, and I'm going to be a lot further in a year from now than I am now if I sit still versus if I just take a step. You don't have to make a leap. Just take a step. Look, I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I hope that somebody got something out of this. Uh, it's been a blessing to me uh, every, each and every day to get up and do something that encourages someone. Um, share this video, rewatch this video, take notes from this video, and make up in your mind one thing that you're going to do today that is going to be the start of something different in your life. Just one thing, one thing you're going to do today, today, and do it. And you've already progressed away from where you were. That's progression. Make one move. Then tomorrow you wake up, you make another. That's what you do. 
as I always say, I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on E. That's the challenge I'm issuing to you. Like I said, don't forget, uh, if you haven't sponsored a space in, 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 in book number 25, that alone, 25 books, all designed to help people. 25 books. This is where I'm at right now. If you want to sponsor a space in book 25 where you can literally uh, celebrate somebody, pay homage to somebody, celebrate something you've done. If you've done something in your life you're proud of, you want to celebrate it, feel free to celebrate, uh, memorialize parents, grandparents, uh, mentors, teachers. It doesn't matter, but you can do it at whatever rate and level you can do it. There's no minimum amount. Depending on what you want to do, how you want to do it, that's something you can do. You can put your name in this book, have it published along with whoever you want to celebrate. Don't forget that. The link is in the description box. On that note, look, I'm getting off of here and getting more into my day. A uh, couple of you platforms, I'll be back to talk about things more specific to the platform. Hang tight. <laughs> it's a lot of work to be done, but I'm on it. And again, that's it. It's waking up and doing the work. While most people are asleep, I've already got uh, uh, two or three hours of my day out of the way. You got to wake up and put in the work. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable day. And I will keep you lifted. You do the same for me.